abide in the spirit of the living God, the precious Holy Spirit. Oh, Father God, if, if everything was to be removed in our lives, would we still abide? And this is what the Lord is saying unto you. If every, your comforts, if they were to be removed, would you still abide? Would you abide in him and would you press in? Would you press in because you have to have more of him? Or would you need everything else in order to get you to the place where you are used to? Or are you really recognizing that there's more and you maybe have grown stagnant? Oh, my. Abide in me, and I will abide in you. Father, we want to abide. Teach us how to abide. As we press into the Spirit of God, we will abide. We press into your word. We dwell with you. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. We drink of your word. Yes, God. We drink of the living water. We eat, Lord God, of your word. We abide. We spend our time in the presence, dwelling with the Most High God. We abide. Let us abide. Abide with the Holy One. We abide in you, Holy, Holy, Holy One. You are the Holy, Holy, Holy One. He is the Holy, Holy, Holy One. Oh, I'm not done ministering. I'm not done ministering in the Spirit. Oh, Holy, Holy, Holy. He is the Holy, Holy, Holy One. Thank you, Abba. We abide in you. Thank you, Abba. He goes on to say, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, in and of yourself. You cannot bear fruit. You cannot bear fruit alone by yourself. You cannot bear fruit. You must do what? You must abide. You must abide. We must abide in the vine. We must abide. We must abide. We must live. We must dwell. We must be connected to, oh, Jesus, teach us more, deeper, deeper with you. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. We want to bear much fruit. We want to bear much fruit. Father, teach us to not depend on anything we've grown accustomed to and to say, Lord, we have to go deeper. We must go deeper. We desire to go deeper with you. Oh, there's so much. There's so much, Lord. Father, fill my mouth as, as I just share the things that you have been showing me, Lord God, the things you want me to teach, the things that you want, you want to just uh, release to this congregation. Because it goes so much deeper than anything we've already experienced. We just got done with our fast. We have just finished fasting for, you know, the month of January. And some of us are going to continue going and, and others feel they're going to take a break. But I'll tell you, there is a depth of Christ's heart that he is saying, I want you to really press in. Don't just barely get close and then just tap out. When I am calling you into the depths of my heart and there's more I want to reveal, but you must learn to abide in me. It's you in him. It's you in Jesus. Not you and the whole church. It's you and Jesus. Not you and, and your spouse. It's you and Jesus. It's you and him. You and him. It's me and him. And if every person was to be removed, and if everything that you had grown accustomed to was removed, 
He is saying, I want you to press in to the Holy of Holies. I want you to understand that there is a connectivity. There is, an, there is a connection that I have placed deep on the inside of you, and that connection is spirit to spirit. We do not operate from a soulish realm. When you want to go deeper in the spirit, you must understand the spirit of God. He causes us to move in spirit and in truth, in spirit and in truth. This is where the realm of God's miracles, this is why we could, I could sit at a keyboard and see ahead of time what God is about to do the next day. And then I can just by faith, uh, just sit there and call forth what you've just said and then see it come to pass. Uh, this is not just for one or two people. This is for all those that understand the move of the Spirit takes a cooperation with the Holy Spirit and it takes a complete yieldedness. A complete yieldedness, 100%. We have to be 100% yielded. I don't want to have just 90%. I don't want 99%. I want 100%. And I want that 100% 100% of the time. I want that 100% 100% of the time that I already have everything for life and godliness and it is all within me it's all within you how do you tap into that and let god move that from the innermost being out of you so that you minister to everyone you come in contact with abide truly abide do not disconnect when we disconnect We've been disconnected from the source of life. And we have to be able to hear the truth. There's too much flesh. Too much of the time. And you, those that are very spiritual, spiritually minded, know what I'm talking about. You'll come into a service like this and you'll have those that are dripping with the honey of the Lord. You have them, you see them, they're dripping, they're oozing with the honey of the Lord. But then you see the flesh all around. You see those that are, and no, we cannot. We are, uh, my heart is to bring everyone that is willing to the place of God's divine presence. Who's following along with what I'm saying here? Are you guys understanding? Yeah. Praise God. So abide in me and I will abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself yep, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Wait a minute. We can do things without Christ. Things can be accomplished. We can actually do things without leaning on the Lord. No. The Bible says without me you can do nothing. In other words, they will have no weight. They will have no eternal value. No eternal weight. The things that we try to do outside of the spirit of God that we do in our own flesh, right there, you've received your paycheck, you've received your reward, you will not receive eternal rewards. Does this make sense? Because we know we can do things, and some of you are really good at certain things, and you know you've got this. You don't even ask the Lord. 
Some of you, you're realtors. Well, I can, you can sell homes so, so good. You've got it down. You've got it mastered. Don't even ask the Lord. We must learn to ask the Lord in everything, even in our strengths, even in the things that we feel we've been skilled at, because God wants you to go from natural to supernatural so that you receive the fruit of abiding, the fruit of abiding constantly. Now, this is not my message. This is just what the Spirit of God is telling me to say. So, and in effect, it is the message. But I have something he's also, that I will get to. But right now, I have to share this because this moment right now that we're in, he has our attention. He has our attention. It's holy ground that we're walking in. That's what I'm sensing very, very strongly is the holy ground. I'm going to keep on reading here. Yeah, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Lord, we don't want to do those things that actually account to nothing because we stepped outside of our dependency on Christ. So we don't want those things that seem like they're something, but in reality, you said they're nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. But as we started with verse 7, I'm going to finish in verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. And it shall be done for you. If you abide in me, does he say except for? Does he say as long as if it's not this, as long as you don't ask for something too difficult? No, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And you will ask what you desire and because you truly abide with him, your desires will be that which are of the Lord. So you know your desires will be of his perfect will. And so therefore, it is the will of God that starts to become accomplished in your lives. And then therefore, you see the fruit of the things you ask for because you abide. Thank you, Abba. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Let the revelation of this start to fall right now. Let the spirit of the living God right now start to minister to them in depth. Lord, the depths of their hearts, Lord God, that it rises up and they go, my goodness, this is, I've heard it a thousand times. I've heard it a thousand times, but I heard it today for the first time. Today I heard it for the first time. Though I've heard this for a thousand, many, many times, I've heard it over and over, but today I heard it in a new way. Yes, a hundred percent and a hundred percent of the time that we would abide a hundred percent and a hundred percent of the time. Who would say, yes, Lord, I want that? I think there's room for improvement. Just lift your hands before the Lord and ask him, say, Lord, today, this is my prayer, a hundred percent and 100% of the time. Yes, God. Oh, thank you, Abba. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Lord God, we receive it. We are asking and we receive. When we ask in faith, we receive. The Bible says that without faith, uh, you cannot please God. We, but with faith, uh, you will move those mountains. And anything that is not of faith is actually sin. And so right now, I thank you that as we, by faith, by faith, by faith, we claim it. And say, oh, I want that, God. Teach me how to be sensitive. Here's, here's another thing that the Lord is telling me to tell you. 
He's so good. If we're going to do 100% 100% of the time, that means we get to be zero, zero, at like 100% of the time. Right? Like we, we have to be, our contribution is just a, yes, I trust you. I see and I just follow with what you're doing. Not, I got a great plan, follow me, Lord. But I see, Lord, what you're doing. Or I hear, or I'm just going to trust. I'm going to step out of faith. I'm just going to trust 100% of the time. And I know that if I do that, you'll be right there telling me what to do next, telling me what to do next, telling me what to do next. So therefore, I am 100% dependent upon you. And it's zero ability. It's complete dependability upon him. There cannot be any fear at all. Cannot be fear of man. And it, there cannot be fear of uh, failure. They, you, you cannot have any kind of fear at all. It has to go because we know it doesn't come from God. It doesn't come from God. That fear can be masked in different ways, sorrow, sadness, whatever. But deep down inside, there's a fear. There's a longing. There's something that is not quite right. And so it could be masked in different ways. But you can't have any of it. You've got to recognize it and say, oh, this is going to completely take me out of being attached to the vine 100% of the time, 100% and 100% of the time, right? It's going to come, it's going to take me out. It's going to remove me. It's going to limit me. I won't be able to hear. I won't make all the right, right choices because I can't, I'm not 100% abiding. The minute that you recognize, and fear is a spirit, and fear likes to creep in, and it'll just creep in in the back door. It'll creep in when you're least expecting it to creep in, and then all of a sudden it just attacks you, right? And it, and it could be big, it could be small, whatever, but it's limiting you from really walking in the freedom that God has for you. Freedom. 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 That he, freedom he has for you. He has freedom for all of us. Because he is the one that has called us and set us free. His word sets us free. So be really mindful. Be mindful of the, of the tactics of the enemy to rob you be, and dis, it, like literally disattaching you from the vine. Don't let it happen. But it's a conscious effort. It's a conscious effort. You know, like we have to be consciously aware. Consciously aware of the fact that the Spirit of God wants to pour. I, I don't know. I'm just feeling the Holy Spirit in incredible ways. Most people would think this is beyond crazy and weird. What is she talking about? I'm talking about him. <laughs> I'm talking about him. I'm talking about the Spirit of the living God. I'm talking about the anointing that falls afresh on you when you're yielded and surrendered and truly, truly a laid down lover for the king. In Romans 10 and in verse 8, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you. Who's the word but Jesus? The living word. He. The word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. Can you believe that? It says that the word is near you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart. 
The word of God is so near us that it's within us. The word of God is within us. Do you know that your heart listens to you? Talk. No, not right now. Not right now. The, the word, no, I, I cannot because that interrupts the flow of the spirit. It's okay. The word of God that is in us, near us, in us, in our mouths, in our hearts. Our heart hears us speak. You hear you speak more than you even hear other people. Here's the problem. If we don't allow the word that is near us, that is in us, to come forth out of us, we will be preoccupied with the faulty speaking, faulty thinking, and then it will become like most Christians, filled with power but devoid of evidence. Oh, somebody hear what I'm saying. Lord, give them the revelation of what I'm saying here today. Your heart hears you. You are hearing your own thoughts. You are hearing your own words. If your words don't align with the truth, then the words that are spoken are removing you from what you were supposed to walk in, which was the abiding in the vine. But when your words come forth, because it's what you have meditated upon, like it says in Joshua, in 1, in 8, in 9, you meditate on the book of the law day and night, night and day, and then you will make your way prosperous as you abide then the word that goes forth is the word that the angels have to go and heed. And in Psalm 103 and in verse 20, it says that the angels literally heed the voice of the word of God. But it has to be something that you know is within you. So now you're letting it come forth. You're letting it come out. You're hearing you. The question is, if the word that is near you, the word that is in you, is not the word that you have activated and allowed to come forth. What are you listening to? What are you speaking? What are you thinking? And you wonder why there's not a lot of supernatural spiritual activity in your life. Well, you have to go right back down to the word that is near you, the word that is in you, the word that is near you, it's in your heart, it's in your mouth. Are you meditating on it? Is it coming forth? Is it coming out? Because if it is not, the assigned angels that were there to minister to you are waiting on the word that never gets spoken out of your mouths. Is this just too much for you guys? Do I just need to go with the program message like, you know, point one, two, three? Chris, what do you think? Point one, two, three? <laughs> Because it's truth. This is spirit. This is this comes from my personal quiet time with the Lord. 
You know, what is she talking? Where's she going? My personal quiet time with the Lord. As I'm prostrate before him and he starts to pour in and he says, I want you to speak this out. I want you to speak it out. If you don't talk fear and unbelief, your angels are loosed to help to fulfill the words that you are to speak. And you do speak. But when you talk fear and unbelief, you literally tie up the angelic realm and they cannot help you. They cannot help you. They're waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting for the word of God to be released out of your mouths. The word, when it is released out of your mouths, will go forth and take care of everything that concerns you today and tomorrow. Everything that concerns you tomorrow and the next day. Everything that concerns you that day. And you just learn how to walk with Holy Spirit. And you just learn that the minute something comes your way that is not of God, you do not allow it. You know, I've talked to you guys about protecting your spirit. I've talked to you guys about that in the past. Somewhat. So critical. I want you to see it as you put the hand out. Mm-mm. No. Because the spirit of God in you has been entrusted in you. For you to walk in sync with, not allow him to be grieved because anything and everything happens. Whatever happens, happens. No, you walk in sync with Holy Spirit. And as you do, you're protecting your human spirit and you're saying no because I house the Holy Spirit. So then therefore, anything contrary to the truth is not allowed any access, not in my mind, not in my emotions, not in anywhere. Not in anywhere. Because the word of God is near me. The word of God is in me. The word of God is in my mouth. The word of God is on my tongue. It's, it's in my heart. And so, therefore, that word that is... Do you meditate on that? I literally... I just want to... I want... I some, I'll be at home and I'll just meditate on that right there, what I just said about the word of God being near me, being upon my mouth and upon my heart, and I'll just meditate on that, and then he starts to show me what that looks like, and I'll see the words, uh, I'll see the words just literally coming out of my mouth, and my, my mouth, and I see them going someplace, and it's because we know that God's words are a creative power, right, and we know that his words go forth, and they actually accomplish that which he's set out to do, that's why when we say all of our children, all of my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace. Every angel that was assigned to me heard it and went about to carry that out. Do you know how many things that are being stopped and thwarted? How many destructive forces were thwarted because you spoke the word and you just believed God was going to answer it? You believe that his angels that he had assigned to you are going forth and bringing that word to pass. All the time. All the time. But we, but we have to really go, gosh, Lord, I just, I want to walk in the spirit even more because there's, there, there's a lot more that he wants to show us, I'm telling you. And I want more. I don't want, I don't want the same old. 
I want the, I want more. If God is saying there's more, then who are we to say we're good? Oh no. So in Psalm 103, I'm going to I'm going to turn there. find a lot is in the spirit. It's like waves, waves of his glory being poured out, waves. And then I can feel it in waves. And how we move, we should be moving in waves. I might get back to that. We'll see. Psalm 100 and um, 103, I mean, sorry, 103. And in verse verses 1 and 2, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Our souls are to magnify the Lord. Bless the Lord. The psalmist David said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. We will bless his holy name. We make a choice to bless his holy name. When it's difficult, we make a choice to bless his holy name. And then again, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The problem is that sometimes people forget his benefits. Don't forget his benefits. He has lots of benefits. There are benefits in living as a Christian. Lots of benefits. Do not forget them. Then he goes on and he says, Who forgives all your iniquities and heals you of all your diseases. You know he daily loads you with benefits. That's Psalm 68, 19. He daily, daily, daily. But if you don't tap into the Lord, you will not recognize what's available. And that, that's what I'm trying to get at today. Abiding, tapping into the Lord. I'm trying to use different phrases to try to make it hit home. He heals you of all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. How? By you simply saying it. Say it. Speak it out. Lord, you redeem my life from destruction. And the angels hear the word. They hear that word. When you jump over to verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word. They do his word. They heed the voice of his word. That means they obey. Angels obey the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, O you, his hosts. Bless him, bless him. You ministers who do his pleasure. So if the angels heed or obey the voice of the Lord, who are you? Are you a voice or are you an echo? You if you're a voice, then that voice means that you have sat in his presence you have acquired the understanding of his word because you've meditated on it. And so now when you speak that word, there's power behind it. You're a true voice. There's power behind that word. There's something that comes about when you speak that word. There is an authority that comes out of you when you speak that word. Instead of just an echo, you've heard somebody say something, and so you're just copying. You're just saying that you're just repeating what you've heard, but there's no true authority backing it up because there's no true presence of living in the vine. We can all easily be an echo, but that's not what we're called to be. 
We're not called to be echoes. I heard somebody is so cool, or I heard, you know, how about getting into the secret place and hearing what he has for you? And then sitting long enough to where that word manifests on the inside of you. And now you start to feel the alarms as I've, I've phrased them in the past. Sometimes it feels like alarms going off on the inside of me. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I could just feel like waves just going off. And I know what's about ready to come forth. Because you sit with him enough and that word starts to be illuminated on the inside of you. And now there is nothing and nothing that is going to be able to be contrary to that word that you have now. Have, it's embedded within you. Now you become like a voice of authority speaking that word out. I believe that's what God is saying right now. I believe that this is one of the things that he is that he is he is sent today for us to do and to speak and to understand. Hold on, I'm just just close your eyes for a moment and just say, Lord, teach me how to be a voice and not just an echo. That I would really get the the depths of what you're talking about. Yes, God. Oh. Jesus, 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 we love you. Freedom. That we'd be so in awe of what you do that we would not allow the world's standards to get in the way. No more. No more. Let revelation fall. What does it mean to be truly the voice of authority? Because we've meditated on your word. Let revelation fall right now. To have truly have a voice, there's revelation. To only be an echo, there's no revelation. It's just repeating. Let the revelation of the Lord start to flow. Let the understanding that we are one with him start to flow. Let the intensity of God's increase in us start to flow. Let the ability for us to look in a certain direction and we see the, 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 the waters part. We see the dry ground simply because we looked in that direction because it's backed up by the spirit of God. Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm not acting. I don't act. This is truth. What if God wanted to come and pour out so many encounters? Well, first of all, could he trust you that you wouldn't get off and that you would still maintain the integrity of the word of God and not get caught up? in some weird new age thing. But can he trust you to reveal the things that are truly of him? Because there's more that he wants to reveal. He wants to bring encounters, revelation. He wants to bring these things where you would see what's all around. 
to be grounded in his word and to be able to trust him with the supernatural, which only takes you deeper and you become the voice of authority because God has entrusted you and you have said, yes, remove everything, Lord God. I just need Jesus. The world, it can have all of its ways. I just need Jesus. I just want Jesus. Encounter after encounter. He has encountered me over and over and over and over and over. And I've spoken about this much of it on purpose because I only speak when he tells me to speak about certain things. And, and I, I will as he directs, but I am telling you the encounters that he has for us change us when they're based on the word, when, they're, when you're grounded in his, in his word. There's too many people that get off, you know, and that's not okay. But God wants to ground you and he wants to reveal the things, the hidden truths, so that you walk in an anointing you didn't even know was possible. You didn't know it was possible. But God says, but, I, but if you live in me, he's saying, right, like if you and him live together, right, he is living and dwelling on the inside of you. So, Lord, if you live in me, then therefore, what do I lack? Think about it. What do we lack? Because we know the answer, nothing. But unless we learn to walk in that truth, we constantly get pulled to the right and to the left. Because then the bill comes in. I'm just like practically right. Then the bill comes in. Or then that phone call happens. And so we know the answer is, you know, what can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. We know the answer. But we have to learn to walk the answer. We have to walk the answer. But that's something that comes with a conscious effort of us saying, Lord, how do I abide with you 100% of the time? You said it in your word, so it's possible. I may not always see it coming to pass in my life, so therefore teach me how to truly abide 100% of the time so that my voice that comes forth is full of the revelation and the authority of Christ. Because when you speak to the mountain, it has to, it has to move. When you speak to the mountain, do you speak to the mountains in your lives? When you speak to the mountains, it, they must move. Amen is right. Amen. Wow. Holy Spirit is so, so sweet. So, yes. John 6 and 63. I think that sometimes people get into the rut with church. They don't know how to act. They don't know how to feel. When someone does something that's not very scripted, that's not us. I think you guys are all pretty used to the unscripted. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good thing. All right, so 63. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. Just stop right there for a moment. It is the spirit who gives life. 
He's given us life and he continues to give us life. We breathe life. We breathe that life in. We breathe that life out. And it is a moment by moment, day by day thing where we breathe in the life of Christ. It is the spirit. It is the spirit who gives life. Well, then if it's the spirit that gives life, then it's the demonic spirit that takes life. He's the one that robs you. He's the one that steals from you. He takes what God gives. Don't let him. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. That reminds me of that scripture we read in John chapter or 15 and, and where it said, you know, all of our works, it's, it's like you can't do anything, anything at all without him. You can do nothing, right, without him. In other words, everything is nothing without him. It's the same meaning because you say, no, I can do things. No, but it amounts to nothing. So the flesh profits nothing. That just backs up that scripture. Are we all following that just backs up that scripture in John 15. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. What I'm speaking to you today, for those that have ears to hear, is the spirit of God, the life of Christ. Thank you, Father, for your spirit. Thank you, Lord God, for your, your words. Thank you for the life of Christ. Thank you, Lord God. It is the spirit who gives life. Yes, the flesh profits nothing. So we don't want to trust in the flesh. We don't want to trust in the flesh. We want to trust in the spirit. It is the spirit of God who gives life. Even ask him right now, Father, fill me afresh with the life of Christ. Blow within me, spirit of the living God. Let weariness come off of them right now. Let every place of anxiety come off of them right now. I command any area where the enemy tries to grip them with fear, with doubt, with confusion, with fatigue, with sicknesses. I command it to come off of them right now in the name of Jesus. It is the spirit who gives life. We must learn how to walk with Holy Spirit and receive fresh outpouring because he is, he is, the outpouring is here. He is always freshly pouring out his spirit upon us. There is no stagnation in the kingdom. It's not by God's design anyway. There is no true Christian that's stagnant. There's somewhere that they got off. We can't be Christians that are stagnant and think that it is God. Somewhere we got off. So right now, every place of stagnation, I command it to come off of you. I command it to come off of you right now. Every place of stagnation, let every spirit of unbelief go now. I just call out what I see. Any place of fear come off of them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Every mind, every man-made uh, thought and religious rule, a uh, pattern of thinking and pattern of acting and walking, uh, but it is not truly the spirit of God. It's going to profit us nothing. 
It's going to profit us nothing at all. Let that go right now. Let it go in the name of Jesus. Let it go. Thank you, Lord God, that you take us deep. Lord God, into the realms of your glory, you take us deep. Lord God, you don't limit us. There's no limit that you place upon us, Lord. It's us that allow the enemy to limit. It is us that allow ourselves to be sidetracked or be just, just be, uh, you know, get our focus off of what you're doing, Lord God. Because you don't limit the glory that you want to pour out. That glory is not just for here, it's for everywhere we go. Oh, we've seen it. It's evident more and more. In all of you, it's evident. Nicole, right where you are, just lift your hands up. Father, she needs more. Her heart is longing and yearning for more. So I thank you, Lord, right now as we're in agreement. Your word says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Father God, spirit to spirit, I thank you for the infilling right now. I thank you, Lord God, that you give her all that she needs according to your glory and riches. Father God, she lacks for nothing good. So right now, I thank you for peace is her portion. I thank you, Lord God, that she gets sleep. I decree sleep over her, Father God, that when she lays her head on the pillow, that her sleep will be sweet because you promise her that sweet sleep. I thank you, Lord, that her body will be rested. Her mind will be rested. I thank you that she will be able to be sharp as a tack. I decree that over you. Your mind is sharp as a tack because your body receives the nourishment that it needs all throughout the night as it rests. And I thank you that, Lord God, she wakes up and she is sharp as a tack. And I decree that over you, over your mind, over your emotions, over your heart, soul, and spirit in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? I agree with the Holy Spirit, do you? Let's agree with the Holy Spirit more. Throughout the day, I want you to remember this. Remember this. Holy Spirit, I want to agree with you. What are you doing right now? Because we want to walk together in sync with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you doing right now? I want to agree with you. I want to be in agreement. I want to walk. Not, Holy Spirit, come do what I'm doing. Holy Spirit, I want to agree with you. What are you doing right now? Where should I be going? What should I be saying? You know that he wants us to have that kind of a walk. And there's more for us as we just recognize he's always available. Spirit of God is always available. And he lacks nothing. So we lack nothing. Uh, is this all making sense? This is like fresh off the, I mean, like he shared a lot of these, some of these were written, the scriptures. But I knew God wanted to minister in a different way today. And he's saying, will you trust me? So it required something of all of you. It required you to get out of what you felt was normal and to really hear God and press in and go, okay, let me pull out what she's saying. Because for some that are very prophetic in nature, this was a piece of cake. You, you understand this lingo. <laughs> Trust me. Because I know, I tell my husband sometimes, and he's very linear. 
he's like, you know, like, um, like an accountant would be just very, you know, they're thinking, most accountants, not all. Um, and so whenever I start talking like this, it's very hard for him to flow. It's very hard for him to follow. He tells me this all the time. He goes, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> and so we'd be like, what? I don't get that. He likes the very structured order and everything. So for some of you in here that is that's very prophetic in nature, this was a piece of cake. You got it. You got it. You could flow. Others that may be a little bit more like my husband and just needs more of that teaching, like point one, you know, sub points, you know, twos, point. Sorry. <laughs> Not really. Because you know what? The Lord will help you. <laughs> he will help you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so much freedom. I almost feel like it's too much freedom. Is that possible? I don't think so. So it has nothing to do with the message, but I'm going to share this with you guys. Um, so when I was five, when I was five years old, uh, my parents took me to, well, I had asked. I had asked for piano lessons. I really wanted to learn piano. And so we went to one lesson and, you know, taught, taught me one lesson, right? And so, and then they, he said, you know, you got to practice, you know? And so my parents said, well, we don't have a piano, so she'll just practice when she comes here. And he says, no, you can't do that. You know, you doesn't work like that. You have to go home and you have to practice and then you come back. And so, you know, that was the end of my piano lessons. One lesson, five years old. <laughs> because, you know, it was always like necessities, right? The truck, we need a truck, we need a dishwasher, we need whatever. So um, there was, it was just the bottom of the, and I kept thinking maybe, just maybe, you know, you know, I'll be able to get those piano lessons and uh, never, it never happened. And so I was five when that first my first lesson. Do you know that it never, the desire to play piano never left? Never left at all. So then when I turned 50, and I was like, gosh, you know, I really need to, I really want to, this desire never left. Do you know that I had this vision? And this vision was, I saw this little, I saw this angel, happened to be small, this one. <laughs> um, and it was sitting actually right on the piano. I, we had a piano. Because my, uh, we were having our kids take piano lessons. So I see this vision of this little angel sitting on the piano. Not a keyboard, a piano. And um, it talks to me. And it said, I was cleaning house. I'm dusting furniture. And I hear this angel say, sit down. Just play. And I, oh, I don't play. I can't play, you know. And so, because remember, I hadn't had a lesson, well, unless you count the first one when you were five. And so, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. So, I literally did not know what I was doing. And I put my hands on the keyboards, or the, the keys. And I started to just kind of figure out a little bit, just play a little bit, just messing around. And, um, and I was like, I finally found what kind of sounded good. You know, you have ear to hear. And so I kind of sounded, oh, okay. I didn't know what I was playing. Now I know I was playing an F and an A. I didn't know that back. I was just like, 
So, and it sounded really good. Like, I'm like, oh, I like this. This is like, and so I'm like, now I'm like, same chords over and over and over, you know. And I'm just like in the spirit. I'm like, I, the Lord is taking me in the spirit. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a stirring. There's something that's happening. There's something that's happening. And I don't understand what it is other than I'm supposed to do this, right? So that was it. Um, so I decided that I would just do this sometimes. And, and then, and what I found was it kind of got into a little bit of a rut, right? So I had asked um, um, Pastor Jennifer, she's a piano teacher, so if she would give me some lessons, right? And this is just, um, I don't know, two years ago. And so, but I didn't, at, what we did is we just did with classical, which is completely different from worship music. So you're learning how to read, because I want to learn how to actually play play, you know what I mean, like not just chords. And so I really want to learn how to play piano. It's not because I want to learn. It's a desire that God has given me that I can tell you 100% that if I die and I have not mastered that instrument yet, I will have died unfulfilled. That is how strong that is. No, I'm not kidding. So when I was five years old, right, and so and now I'm in my 50s, and I'm like, okay. So she, so I know, you know, so Pastor James wasn't here today, and I thought, oh, I can barely play, but at the same time, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it. And then the Lord, and look, because the Lord told me to. And he said, so think about this. Like, I'm just very, very, very beginner, right? And so, um, and then yesterday, I'm praying about today, and I'm like, Lord, really? I don't really want to bring the keyboard because I don't know how to play that well. And then, and then the Lord's like, yes, I want you to trust me. And so I'm like, okay, how am I going to minister to the people? You know, and he said, and that's when I saw it. That's when I saw, hey, I want you to sit at the keyboards. I just want you to come up because it's going to be a wind. My wind is going to blow in the room. And he goes, and people are going to get touched, and you're just going to watch it happen. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Oh, Lord, wow, just by hearing him and trusting him and saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, we want everything that you have for us. So I believe that for me, one of the things that God has called me to do is to really play uh, yes, I'm getting lessons as I want to learn how to play classical music, but I want to really play in the spirit and know enough so that I can do what is inside, which I've barely tapped into. I know that. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. And so to me, to me, like, I don't even know why I'm telling you this except for I'm going to tell you one more thing. So like during Christmas, it got really, really busy, right? And I did not even sit down at the piano bench for two months. Do you know that when I realized, I looked at my, my lesson, and it was like November the 6th, and here it's like mid-January. I'm like, oh, no. First of all, I got to tell my teacher I haven't sat down. And so secondly, more and even more importantly, is, is I literally looked at my fingers, and I could feel this void. I know it sounds crazy, but it's not. I could feel this void. I was like, my fingers feel empty because I haven't touched the keys. And I thought, okay, that's something. That's not normal. That's something. That's beyond normal, but that's something. Lord, why did I tell him? I don't know why I told you all. I just did. But Lord, how, why, whatever the reason was, maybe it's different reasons for all of you. I don't know. But you know, and maybe it's just because no matter how old you are, there are things God wants you to do that he's desired, created you to do. And so you step out in faith and you do them. But make sure, because you're going to be... You're going to feel, oh, no, 
But if you abide with him, and that might be the thing, if you abide with him, you will do what he's called you to do no matter how young you are, no matter how many years you have behind you. But we cannot limit what the spirit of God is doing in us. I'm not going to die unfulfilled, are you? We're going to be fulfilled. As a matter of fact, the Bible says you will be satisfied with long life. He will satisfy you, right? Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know, Enoch walked and he talked with God and he pleased God. We get to walk and talk with God and please him. Enoch walked and talked with God. Lord, we want to be a people that pleases you. Lord, constantly, like we said, 100% and 100% of the time. So, Lord, as Enoch walked and talked with God and then was no more, but he pleased you, Lord, let us be, let our lives be so hidden in Christ that we please you, Father, because we live a life of faith. That faith requires something of us. It requires us to trust you, Lord God. It requires us to step out into the unknown. It requires us to do what you're telling us to do, not what we think is maybe even a good idea sometimes, right? So without faith, it's impossible to please God. And Enoch, Enoch walked and talked with God, and he pleased God. Now in Hebrews 11, in chap chapter 11, verse 1, it says, now faith is uh, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We know that. We've read that over and over, that faith is. There's something that faith is, and then there's something that faith is not. And faith is. It says, now faith is. It's not tomorrow faith will be. It is now. Now. Even with what God has just done, with the spirit of the living God, what he's just stirred in our hearts, and what he just what He just delivered unto all of us, there was a now faith word. It was a now faith move, movement. It was a now faith moment for us to receive the depths of his heart. It was now. Say it was now. If you missed it, there are things in the spirit that are right now. They're right now. When you check out, you missed it. That's good, Lord. That is so good. There are things in the spirit that are right now. God is saying for those that are paying attention, they get it right now. Some miss it. It'll have to come back around again. It'll come back around again, most likely. But for now, faith is now. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it. So we got to always be so hearing from our spirit, not from our natural ears necessary. Right? Like we're going to hear with our natural ears, of course, but hear from your spirit. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. There are things that we hope for. There are things that we desire. There are things that God says, you have faith for that because I've given you that faith. You have faith. You have faith to, to see that, that, that business or to play piano. You have faith for that desire. I've given it to you. Now you stand in faith and you know now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of what you do not see but you will see if you just keep walking in faith and you just keep understanding that God is a now God and he wants to give you that now faith. Yes. Let it be applicable to your own lives. Let it be applicable. So by faith, mountains are moved. Literally, mountains are moved by faith. By faith, rebellion is being destroyed in our families. By faith. By faith. You standing in faith, fear has to go. 
Lack has to go by faith. You stand by faith. You stand in faith. The spirit of, of, of rejection has to go as you stand in faith. By faith. By faith. Any lying spirit that tells you you don't understand this, you must not be spiritual. No, you cast that thing out and you'll be perfect in his presence. By faith. Because you're already spirit beings. Because you're called by God and he lives on the inside of you. Amen. So by faith, we shut down that lying spirit. By faith, we shut down that, that rebellious spirit. By faith, we shut down the lying voices that tell you you're not enough, you're never going to be enough. We, by faith, we shut down and cast out the strongholds that try to keep you bound, that try to keep you stuck. By faith. For our enemies will not triumph over us. That's a promise. The enemies, oh, your enemies will not triumph over you. And in, in Psalm 18, you can turn to Psalm 18 and verse 33. It says, he makes my feet like the feet of, of a deer. And he sets me on high places. He makes your feet like the feet of a deer and he sets you on high places. The Lord sends confusion to your enemies, church. And he gives you hinds feet in high places. Hinds feet in high places. In other words, he gives you the feet of the deer. You're going to be able to walk upon whatever it is that tries to keep you back. And you know that it is by faith that you have, you have activated. The spirit of God within you is activated to walk in the faith of God that he's already given you. And so, therefore, you have faith to go up that mountain, cast that mountain down if you have to, do whatever it is. But you will not be left without by faith. Habakkuk 3.19. He says, the Lord is my strength. The Lord, the Lord God, you are my strength, my source of courage. That's what that strength means, my source of courage. See, the enemy wants to discourage. He wants to give you fear, which is the opposite of being courageous, right? He wants to give you the opposite, you know, fear, so that you don't walk in courage. But over and over, the word says, take courage. Take courage. I am your courage. So in Habakkuk 3.19, the Lord God is my strength, which means my source of courage. So if you would just go home and meditate on that beginning of that phrase, it's not even the whole scripture, just that one part. The Lord God is my strength, which means my source of courage. Now I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, if you're wondering. Um, yeah, so because in the New King James, it says the Lord God is my strength. And then it goes on to about feet like deer's feet. But what that verse, the Lord God is my strength, that strength is your source of courage. Thank you, Father. You are our source of courage. You are my invincible army. In other words, cannot be destroyed, cannot be scattered. Okay? He has made my feet steady and sure. Steady and sure. Oh, my goodness. Steady and sure. There was absolutely no fear in anything. Like today, even as I was at the Keys, like you would think, oh, my gosh, she's probably nervous because she's the first time I've ever, that thing's never even been out of my house. This is the first time I'd ever went anywhere, right? Like, I felt 
that the spirit of God was so on me, steady and sure. No fear. Why? Because I wasn't fearful. No, I was. I was like, Lord, really? But when I said yes, I'm like, okay. He causes you to be steady and sure in him. He's your confidence. He is our confidence. We can only please him in faith. So the Lord, again, the Lord, my God, is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds feet and makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence. Hallelujah. And on high places of challenge and responsibility. God wants to use you in greater spheres, right? He, he wants you to... He wants to use you in, in, in ways where you're going to be responsible for other people more than you already have now, right? So your sphere of influence, as that increases, as God sees you're taking what I already gave, that you're taking what he already gave you, and you're saying yes, and you're doing it with excellence, God's going to increase, expand your borders. It's causing you to walk on hind feet high places. He's causing you to increase. So that when you speak, there's a confidence that you have that comes forth out of your mouths. Again, you become the voice and not an echo. And then it becomes what? Heard. And what else? It becomes accepted and absorbed into that individual so that they then go forth. And they are that voice too because the Lord is your confidence and then therefore the Lord is their confidence. Your sure foundation. Your, the authoritative power that backs you up. Hallelujah. Habakkuk 3.19 is, is a powerful, and I love how it reads in the Amplified Version. It's just so good. You know, it's just, I love how he, how he defines it. I mean, God sent the angel and shut the mouths of the lions. Do some of you need the mouths of the lions shut in your lives, in some areas of your lives? Well, you know what? We decree by faith. We decree by faith that every weapon that has been formed against us, we just cast it down, we run, render it null and void, and we shut the mouths of the lions. We shut the mouths of the lions. Just as the angel of the Lord went and shut the mouths of the lions right now, we decree in your, in your life as well that it's being shut down and cast out. And I thank you, Lord God, that we're increasing with greater measures of glory. We're increasing with greater measures of authority. We are increasing with me greater measures of God's confidence. It's God's spiritual confidence on the inside of us. Well, that, and, and when you have that, when you have that, the, the enemy is afraid of you because all of a sudden you believe. I mean, you believe. You just believe. You actually really believe God's truth. You actually believe it. You believe it and no one's going to change your mind, not one person. You know, I can say this phrase and everyone's going to go, oh, yeah, but to really mean it. I know that God really works all things together for me. Like, I, there's not a doubt. Not a doubt, not today, not yesterday, never, ever, 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 even when it looks like everything's falling apart. I know that I know that God is working everything together for me. Because I've been tested time and time and time again, and I've seen God work everything, all things, you know, for good. For those who love God and are called according to his purposes, we know the scripture, but I do love God, and I am called according to his purposes, and so are you. So is God working all things together for your good? 
Absolutely. He is working all things together for your good because you do love him and because you are called according to his purposes. So therefore, can you stand in faith and say, I know that this is whatever it is, it's going to work together for my good and it's going to work together for God's purposes. Yes. No matter what. I know that he's working it out. I know that he's taking care of it. I know that I will be more than okay. I am going to be 100% in his perfect will. Which means, which means I have the joy of the Lord. Everything, you know, no matter what, right? Thank you, Father. So we will have faith. We will have faith in God. We know it's the only way to please him. We will have faith. You know, God is not unjust. And he will not forget your works and the love you have shown. Can you put Romans 4, 17? He will, he will not forget your works and the love that you have shown for his name. We love him. And you guys have, you, you've applied yourself to him, you, to his word. You, you are, and continually doing so. The word of the Lord says God is not unjust. He will not, he will not, he will not. He will not forget. He will not forget your works. And you will not forget the love that you have shown. This ought to encourage somebody today. Because he's not going to forget your works, nor will he forget your love that you have shown for his name. For his name. Everything you've done in his name, he will not forget not one thing. And Romans 4.17, it is God who gives life to the dead. And calls those things which do not exist as though they did. It is God who gives life to the dead. And he's calling. Are you calling? He's calling those things that do not exist as though they already did exist. So we must call those things in. We must call in. What are we calling in? What God has already revealed to you by his Holy Spirit. What lines up with his perfect will. We must call those things in. And this just backs up message one, if you want to call it that. I don't know how you're going to do this today. This just backs up message one when, it, when I was talking about the angels of God just going forth and, and bringing forth the word of God that's being spoken out of your mouths. Right? So what does this word say? It says God who gives life. To the dead. Let every dead thing in your life right now literally come to life. With that God has already spoken, right, life to. Where everything that is, is, was robbed from you, everything that the enemy stole. Let, let the dead things right now, the robbery, the thievery, the things that have been stolen from you, relationships that have been stolen, health that has been taken, finances that have been taken, your own confidence, your, your own ability to dream. Some of you don't even dream anymore. And I mean like have like that desire to just, you know, dream with God, you know, like just think and believe. Um, and it's been robbed. It's been taken from you because of disappointments. But no more. No more. God wants to give you more than you're even asking. More than you're asking. You're not asking enough. We're not asking enough. This is what God has been telling me. You need to ask more. You need to press in more and ask because I have things you haven't even tapped into. And so we want everything. So it says, God who gives life to the dead, and he calls those things. Lord, you call those things that do not exist as though they did. And so, Lord God, we want to partner with you. We want to call those things in as well. And so we want to dream. I decree over you the ability to dream again, to have that faith. 
Yeah, just lift your hands up because I think I'm going to end with this, I believe. Uh, that, Lord God, that as you sit in your word, Lord God, that you call those things that do not exist as though they did. So right now, I thank you, Lord God, that that which you've already put on the inside of them, Lord, it was put on the inside of them from eternity past. It wasn't just put on yesterday. Even my story, now it's making more sense. Even my story when I was five years old. No, not when I was five. You gave me that before I was even born. I just remember it since I was five. But, Lord, this is a, this is a passion. Well, they have their own, Lord God, and it was put within them before they were even born. And some of them may be walking in partial, some of it, but not fully. So, Lord God, the areas that they're not fully walking in right now, we call those areas forth. We call them forth. We call them forth in the name of Jesus. We decree they are now, for faith is now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba. Now, some of you may know exactly what it is. I want you to speak it forth specifically. Just call it out specifically. The things that you are believing God for, maybe a son or a daughter, maybe something else, maybe something personal to you. I want you to call it forth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. As we call it forth, the angels go to go to work to bring forth the word of God, that which you've put on the inside of us from eternity past, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. It is not null and void. It's not dormant. It's not lost. It is not asleep. We are awake and we are arising and we will receive everything you have for us uh, and we will not walk in lack in the name of Jesus for you have given us, Lord God, the ability to walk in the Spirit in step with the Spirit and to walk attached to Holy Spirit abiding in the vine. So yes, God, as you teach us to abide and we don't let the flesh it doesn't profit in any way. So we walk in the spirit and we don't, we don't gratify the desires of the flesh. We walk in the spirit as you continue to teach us to do so. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.